0: Hello and welcome to the Eggcorn Podcast, where we make nonsense and make sense. I'm Sammy Eastwood,
1: and I'm Raymond Ahmed. Trying to be alive. <laughs> trying to be alive. <laughs> Aren't you... we all?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Unless you're in Canada, uh, you can get philosophical which about it. Us... <laughs> get philosophical about what it. What does yeah. alive mean? Uh, okay, so sorry. What
1: does alive mean? What does it mean to truly live?
0: Hmm, interesting question. That. Um... So today we're talking about probably one of our, I suppose, did you say the darkest topic we've covered so far?
1: I think this is going to be fun vibe. Fun
0: vibes. (laughs) Yes, who doesn't like talking about death? It's super fun. But anyway, uh, the topic of today's podcast is uh, death with dignity, which is, um, if anybody's been following the news, they're... There's been a lot of conversation regarding the, uh, Canadian euthanasia laws, which were passed in 2016. Um, and I'm a person who has always been pretty pro-death with dignity. Like, I, I think that if you, you know, if you're, you're suffering from a terminal illness, um, or you, or you, I don't know, you have a, you have a disorder which makes your quality of life, like, not great and there's there's very little anybody can do to improve it then i i'm pro you being able to take your life into your own hands in that respect however i saw a video um a little while ago which was about this sort of the way that death with dignity is um playing out in canada and basically um it's the story of this woman who is a, a, a Canadian army veteran. She was injured while, um, while working in the army. She was in the army for 10 years and she injured her legs and her spine and is now in a wheelchair because of it. Um, she also was a, a Paralympian and she's a five times world champion because she wanted to find a way to like give back to her country, um, and be of use basically. Um, And she now is kind of struggling because she can't get access to the services she needs like she can't get access to the wheelchairs She needs even though she's supposed to get a replacement every like five years. She said she was waiting 12 years between her last two um, wheelchairs and the fact that she needs uh, an, uh, an Elevator basically put into her home so that she can actually go out and do things otherwise. She's basically confined to her home um, and she can't get any help with it basically and she said that she had a conversation with the government body who was responsible for Helping her attain these services and she was saying, you know, I, I really can't cope anymore This is just not this is I, I don't want to live like this. This is really horrible and She claims that the person on the other side of the phone said to her Well, you know, you don't have to you can just kill yourself that like, you do have the right to die essentially and um, and she, she's obviously upset with this and horrified because she's like, well, I've been a, you know, I've, I've been a good citizen my whole life. And now you're telling me that basically I'm useless to you and I should just kill myself. That's how she's interpreted that. So, um, what, what's your thoughts on this? Because to me, like that has really made me question my belief in this, um, in this whole thing, like this whole death penalty thing, because I've always thought it should be your, your choice and that somebody should not be kind of coercing you into that choice and it kind of feels like what's happening here
1: uh i don't know if someone's coercing them because if she specifically called the government agency saying i don't like my life condition what can i do the government saying hey your options are continue to live the way you do or assisted suicide i don't think that's them coercing her that's just them providing the option right the fact that she interpreted that in that way maybe the agent said it in the wrong way or something but they're just providing the option they're not coercing her i, I wouldn't say it, it okay so the difficult part becomes are they providing her the adequate care that she needs for whatever condition she has is that a yes or no like did the video explain that to you
0: well she's she saying no she's saying that they're not giving her the the things that she requires and it actually sounds like it's like they have to give her these things within a certain amount of time like she was saying in the video that she they're meant to replace her wheelchair every five years she doesn't she doesn't ask them to because she's like well if it still works then i won't but she said that she actually did approach them and say hey i need a new wheelchair and it took them seven years to give one to her which meant it was there was 12 years between her getting two new a a new wheelchair basically so they're not they're dropping the ball like they're not they're not giving her the things she needs to like live her life independently.
1: Okay, I don't okay, so that that's complicated. I don't think the government in that situation is probably like saying, "Hey, kill yourself." I think maybe the healthcare isn't funded the way it needs to be or maybe there's too much bureaucracy, I don't know. They have a bad healthcare system, maybe not the best healthcare system, and because they have the option of killing yourselves, people see that as like, "Oh, you're not giving me enough treatment because you want to save money and let me die." I don't know if that's Their intent, right? I don't think there's some guy like, ooh, we could save money on healthcare if we just make people kill themselves. I don't think that's that nefarious. I think it just ends up becoming that outcome because people feel like they don't have options. Like, I'm not going to get the quality of life I deserve. Well, I'm just going to kill myself then. And I have that option, and that's easier, right? That's the hard part. And the solution to that isn't like take away that option. I think it's more give people better health care so they don't have to exercise that option. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. But the point is that they're, they're not, and when people are pressuring them to give better health care, they're saying, just kill yourself.
1: Well, they're not saying it that way, right? They're not saying it that way.
0: That's what it, that does what it sounds like. I mean, if I was standing here saying, give me all your money or I slap you, you can't exactly be like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't feel coerced into giving you all my money. Like, you definitely were, because the option was worse. The other option was way worse than... Do you see what I mean? Like, if you're only giving somebody two options and one option is worse than the other, they're going to take the less bad option. But, but it,
1: okay, it, I, it's not like the government agent's doing that on purpose. It's not like the government's doing that on purpose. It's not like they're saying, hey, these are, this is, uh, I'm going to make you kill yourself. It's not like they're coercing people to kill themselves. It just happens to be because there's a bad healthcare system and then that the option exists and then they're legally obligated to tell people the ob- uh, option, it feels like uh, you're, you're wanting me to kill myself, right? Which I don't think is them wanting you to kill yourself. I think it just leads people to interpret it that way, which I mean, I understand. Like in America, it's the same thing. If you have bad health care and you're like, hey, I need better health care, and the government's like, well, fuck you. We, we, we don't have that. Like we don't have that in America are going to kill themselves is that the government forcing you to kill themselves no it's just they america or canada in this case is not providing the adequate care necessary that people feel like they deserve you know what i mean so i don't think the like the issue is the fact that people have that option i think the issue is people have that option but they're not being provided the right care in certain situations you know what i mean like, I don't think the solution is get rid of that option. Like, that, what is that going to solve? People are still going to be living shitty lives, and they're not going to get the care they need.
0: Well, I, I do agree. I don't think the option should be taken away, but I do find it problematic that, obviously, the first rollout of this was it was for chronically ill patients, so the people who were basically dying anyway... To take like you know take matters into your own hands, which I fully one hundred percent support, Ill. but I it do was, find it problematic. It,
1: it wasn't chronically; ill, it was things that were medically irremediable, like something that you couldn't fix, like cancer. Like you have a six month death sentence. Well,
0: that's what I mean. Something terminal illness, something that you're not going to survive. Basically, so you can take you can take that into your own hands, and that's that's fine. I'm I'm one hundred percent agreement with that. You should have the option to do that. But it is troubling the fact in 2021, they have now expanded that to be basically anybody who has a chronic illness or, um, and and that would be otherwise survivable, but just requires them to have, um, you know, a few, a few changes to their lifestyle and a few things to help them live their life more independently or people who have got mental health issues. Mental health isn't a thing right now.
1: They, they haven't passed a lot. They, well,
0: they're trying to expand it to that, though. They, they are trying it. to expand it to that. They paused it. Yeah. It's because they've had so much pushback. But, you know, and ever since they passed the law, that, you know, expanded the law, supposedly over 10,000 people died by euthanasia in, in 2021. So that's quite alarming. That's quite a large number of people.
1: But would they have killed themselves anyway? Like how many suicides were there in Canada before that? versus after like did it just did euthanasia increase and suicide decreased I mean you got to look at the statistics properly you can't just like oh 10,000 people are using the program well I mean there's going to be a certain amount of people that use the program would they have killed themselves anyway right that's where I always land on these things if you don't give them a legal way to do it it's kind of like abortion they're always going to do it the illegal way and the illegal way is typically worse they might buy a gun or they might hang themselves, right? It's like, what's stopping someone from hanging themselves if they want to versus going through the legal route? What difference does it make if you give them that option or you don't give them that option? They still have the ability. And like, it's not like they're gonna go to jail for it. Like they're dead, you know?
0: Yeah, but I can't help but think there's a lot of people who are being offered this as an option who probably wouldn't have considered it otherwise. So that that does concern me quite heavily like, see
1: that's a, that's a topic I, of conversation I don't... you could talk about the merits of how they should deliver that option should they deliver that option only when it's asked for or should they deliver that option preemptively you could make the argument they should only do it when it's asked for and i think that's fine
0: it should definitely only be when it's asked for it should only be when it's asked for like it should never be something they offer as part of like a well these are your options like that it should it should be the last option like the last ditch effort of like you literally cannot cope anymore or you just don't want to live and they've given you all the resources you need to live independently and still and have you know a life that you can live and you're still hating it then that could be like uh okay well that this is the option but that should not be like uh it should not just be something they're like just throwing out there like oh yeah well you could just kill yourself like that's that's terrible that that doesn't show any respect for human life
1: well, I don't know how the the program's administered, so i I can't say that for sure, but I would imagine I don't think they're doing it that way. I don't think like somebody's like trips and falls like, "Hey, fucking kill yourself, or somebody's in a wheelchair they're like, "I'll kill yourself I, I just don't know honestly, so you'd have to like ask someone in the agency how that program's administered, but I would agree with that they should probably only offer that solution if someone requests it under uh, unless like it's cancer and you have six months to live then they can provide that if it's like a terminal illness then I think they could be more preemptive about it but otherwise for mental illness chronic conditions they probably shouldn't give that preemptively
0: yeah well to me it's very alarming that they want to expand that to people with mental illnesses, because I mean, you and I have got a friend who has struggled with her mental health through, throughout her life. And she has actually said to me before that, you know, if this was a law that existed when she was younger, she probably wouldn't be here today because, you know, she, she's had lots of issues with her mental health and she's actually really, you know, she's doing really well now and she's managing her mental health really well. And she wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that if she, you know, if this, this existed, because I think a lot of people kind of saw her as a bit of a lost cause.
1: Well, again, like, I don't think anybody should make that decision for you. So, like, you have to make that decision personally. And then you have to request it. And then you have to follow through on it. And at any point in that request, you should have the ability to say, I don't want to follow through. Right? Like, even if it's, like, the day before you're supposed to get your injections or whatever it is, if you want to say, no, I don't want to do this anymore, they shouldn't force you to be like, nope, you agreed to this, so you have to do it. That It shouldn't be binding
0: like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think it's binding like that. I I highly doubt it's binding like that. Like, I think you probably could say no at any point. But at the same time, it's like, if somebody's convincing you that this is the right option for you, then if you're already in a low place and you're very weak at that point and you just are like suffering.
1: But I don't think, from everything I've read, I don't think anybody's convincing anybody. All I think is happening is people have the ability to choose. And there's a certain people out there when they're given that ability to choose, it feels like, oh, you want me to do that instead, right? So, like, how do you solve for that? I don't think that's that's a personal thing. Like, that's you interpreting it that way. If somebody says, hey, like, fine, even if they don't give, tell you unless you request it, if somebody says, hey, I want to kill myself, and you're like, oh, we have a program to do that if you if you want to go down that path, and somebody's like, oh, they're wanting me to do this. Like, no, they're not. They're just giving you the ability to exercise you're like option and if you feel like just having that choice is coercing you that's i don't think that's a problem we can solve for because how do you do that that doesn't mean ban it right do you want to ban it
0: no but i think there needs to be a lot more um it needs to be meted out much more with much more restraint basically i think i think it's a very slippery slope well I don't know, it, the government's supposed to be protecting people, but it feels very much like a slippery slope where it's a case of, oh, well, these people, you know, we'll just get rid of them and we'll get rid of them and we'll get rid of them. Yeah, I don't think it's You outrageous. know, the, the, the part of this that really, the part of this that really worries me is the fact that obviously, you know, they're, they're targeting people who are terminally ill. Fair enough. But then they're going for people who are disabled. Then they're going for people who are mentally ill. What's to say they're not going to start going for people who are just old? Like... You know this woman really this woman particularly got me because she has been a veteran, she has been an Olympian, she has been providing value to the country, you know, and she's and she's done it happily, and now it's kind of like a case of well you don't you don't matter to us anymore, you're not useful anymore, so we'll just kill you. So to me, that. that sounds very similar to eugenics. That sounds very similar to utilitarianism, where it's a case of like, well, we only say these people now, but you know, next we're gonna say these people, next we're gonna say these people. And I'm sorry, but if you've been, you know, living your life, you've been paying your taxes, you've been working hard, you've been supporting the previous generations, you know through your national insurance and social security and things like that you are providing services by spending in the economy to float everybody else and keep everything else running and then as soon as you get to being old and you're no longer useful oh okay well we'll just kill you because you're not useful to us anymore that's where that feels like that's going for me which is why i have such a problem with this because the government doesn't give a fuck about us. It really, really doesn't. It gives a fuck about keeping the government going. It gives a fuck about keeping rich people rich. It does not care about the modern man. All it wants to do is farm us for our usefulness and then bye, you're dead. We don't care about you anymore.
1: Uh, I, th- I, th- I don't know if it's that nefarious. I-, I really don't. I
0: think it is. I don't think there's... I really do. I don't
1: think there's anybody at the head of this agency who who made this program was like, let's weed out the old people and let's weed out the disabled. I don't think somebody had that thought when they were making this program. I think the thought was, if people want this option, let's give them a legal pathway to exercise that option. If it ends up being that you're you're producing worse health outcomes because you're like, oh, that option's better, that's a problem, right? Like, we shouldn't skimp out on healthcare and treatment because we, that option exists. That option should just be that, an option. Healthcare itself should also be like, given adequately and properly. If that's not being fulfilled and the government's coercing you to kill yourself and you have evidence of that or, like, any document that shows, then I'm with you. But just the fact that they have that option I don't think is a problem, right? And, like, they have the controls already. They have, like, you have to have a terminal illness. You have to have a chronic condition that's irredeemable, like, irremediable, so something that cannot be fixed, and you have to say you want to do it. If I were to make a program, that's pretty much how I would do it too like I don't what, what would what would be the safety rails that you'd put in addition to that? Do you have to like go through therapy maybe for a few months before you do that but if you have six months of live, do you really want to give people six months of therapy like what that doesn't make sense either then like how would you design the program differently? It's easy to say it's evil and they're being evil, but it's hard to like find a reasonable solution right. It's like, what well, I think
0: in terms of the terminally ill people, it's easy it's easy to sort of that's a cut and dry case. They're terminally ill, they're probably going to die anyway or you know, are definitely going to die. So it's like that's cut and dry, that's easy. But when I think when it comes to disabled people, I think there should be as a guardrail, there should be a minimal level of service and um, you know, of well yeah, just service that the government has to give people to make their life easier, to make them independent there has to be a minimum level. And if the government isn't meeting that minimum level, then they are not allowed to give that as an option at all. If they're meeting them at that minimum level of of, of you know help and giving them the, the things they need to keep them independent and make their life livable, and they still don't wanna live, then that is a good case to be like, okay well this is an option and obviously that's something you want to do and that is something you are choosing to do not we're going to make your life hard to live we're going to divert all the funding from things that would make your life easier because we've got better things to spend that money on and then say well you could just kill yourself like that's what it sounds like they're doing and again i know this is up to the interpretation of people who are feeling maligned by this policy you know, such as this veteran. But I think, again, it is a very easy and slippery slope that we are getting into here. Like, yes, that's a great policy if you can trust your government, but if you can't trust your government and there's been plenty of historical, you know, situations to prove that you cannot always trust your government. I think this, without having some sort of guardrails, without having some sort of like, I don't know, independent body who stops the government from just being like, kill yourself, like, I think this actually stacks very heavily in the benefit of the government rather than the people. And I will never, ever, ever, ever put my backing behind any sort of program that is in the favor of the government rather than the people.
1: I agree with you on that. They should have that health care. They should give you that adequate treatment. What that minimum level is, it might be tricky to define because it's, it's different for each person. And if, if you have a certain condition, at a certain point, there's only so much treatment you can provide to give you whatever you need, right? Like, I read this article about a guy who didn't get everything he wanted, and he felt assisted suicide was being pushed on him. And if you read about it, he was probably right because he wasn't getting the treatment he needed. He needed all these specific machines to lift him up and do all these things. And apparently the hospital was treating him very badly. He couldn't walk, and they were dragging him. He couldn't use his hands, so he couldn't use a wheelchair. So, like, you know what I mean? And they were giving him the adequate health care. And then he called the government and saying, hey... They're not giving me the adequate health care. I don't like living anymore. I, I don't like this. And the government said, well, you also have the option to kill yourself. Then I understand how someone could feel that way. But the problem there isn't that they have that option. The problem there is that they're not getting that treatment, right? So I don't think there's anything wrong with the program itself. I think there's just, a, if the program becomes a clutch to lower health care costs, then it's a problem. But right now, I don't see particular evidence for that. I think there's just bad hospitals out there. I think there's bad doctors out there. You know what I mean? And Canada typically has a good healthcare system. America doesn't. Like, if it happened in America, I would be like, yeah, the insurance companies, they'd rather you die than do that. But America- Canada's healthcare system is not set up that way or incentivized that way. You know what I mean? Mm. So it becomes difficult. I don't know.
0: I'm starting to see evidence to the contrary of that. But I think, I don't know. I.
1: Well, Canada has a healthcare system is <sighs> isn't for profit. So they're not like thinking about... They have budgets. Which, okay, you can have a disagreement with how you budget something. Should the healthcare system have a budget or should it just be like however much they spend is how much they need. Uh, well, then it becomes complicated because you only have a certain amount of revenue from the taxes that you can afford to give to the doctors. Should they start debt spending? Then it becomes fiscal policy, right? Then it becomes very, very difficult. Then you have to bring economics into it. But in America, it's like the insurance companies, if they did it, yeah, they care about profit. They care about reducing healthcare costs. It's cheaper to kill somebody than it is to treat them for a chronic condition. Of course, they want to get exercise that option. In Canada, it's different. That's the only hesitation I have in saying they're doing it maliciously. I don't think they are. And even like when it comes to the mental illness side, if somebody has mental illness, that's very subjective. And if somebody with mental illness comes to you and says, I want to kill myself, are they crazy? Or can they, are they allowed to do it? And who are we to decide? Because psychiatry is very, very difficult. There's no, it's a very young science. There's no specific details on it yet. There's no like clinical definitions for all these disorders that all the psychologists agree to and say, yep, this is standard. If you see somebody with these attributes, they have this condition. It's not that simple. So how, how would you diagnose that? How would you determine, oh, they want to kill themselves for the right reasons? Like, what is the right reason to kill yourself? Like, you know what I mean? It's such a hard question to ask.
0: Yeah, it is a hard question to ask because obviously everybody's interpretation of what makes a life worth living is different because you could have two people who are both paraplegics, but one person might have grown up in a family where they feel, you know, they've always been made to feel like a burden. They don't like asking for help. They, you know, they liked having an independent life. All of their hobbies were physical hobbies. You know they they don't do anything that could you know right now they feel like their life isn't worth living because they you know they don't like television they maybe don't like music they don't like to read so it's like that person probably would feel like their life was over if they were paraplegic but if you were also a person who you know had a very loving family you didn't feel bad asking for help and support you felt like you had hobbies that you could still do like you could read or listen to music or watch movies you know you you could have great conversations with people and you were like a very happy person In general and you really don't see being a paraplegic as like a downer on your life like it's annoying it's you know it's it's not the best thing you could ever happen to you but you're like that's fine I still feel like life is worth living you obviously can't dictate to those people who is worth staying alive and who isn't because one person might be fine with that, the other person might be happy to die. So you can never, you can't even, you can't even judge that on like a case by case basis based on somebody's symptoms, because a lot of it is to do with outlook on life, because there's plenty of people who like, from the outside, their life's fine, but actually the hell they live in every day, and this is perfectly healthy people, but the hell they live in every day, you know, they can't make connections with people, they don't know how to socialise, they don't have any family, they're lonely and they're thinking like i might as well die like you see people on reddit all the time and they're talking about the fact they're so like heartbreakingly lonely and they don't know how to connect with people and they're basically like involuntary Hiko, hikikomori um and they're miserable and they would like they're talking about killing themselves like this this assisted suicide thing it's like even people who are disabled might feel like they're happy and they can live their lives. So it's like you can't even like choose it from from that perspective of like who who does and doesn't have a life worth leading.
1: Yeah. It just becomes it's such a hard question because for me at the end of the day it's like okay, let's say everybody's like okay, we don't want this law. Government should not have anything to do with this. Would people just kill themselves anyway? Like wouldn't they just do that? Like there's so for me it's like what what difference does it make at the end of the day, it, I mean I haven't looked at the data but like did suicide rates go down after this law came in, and euthanasia rates go up by an equitable amount or like reasonable amount, you'd have to look at the details in that level to really really understand, because you said there's a ten thousand number, would that ten thousand number exactly well,
0: that's, that's in twenty that was in twenty twenty one there was ten thousand people who died from. but North would that Carolina. number have 21?
1: existed anyway. Then you have to factor in covid and during covid suicide rates went up right so would that number have existed anyway is really that question or did the government or did that suicide rate increase after that law was implemented and if they did increase is that a good thing because maybe you are a paraplegic and you want to kill yourself but you don't have the ability to or you're like uh somebody who's a convalescent who, who wouldn't have been able to do that because they just don't have the functions in their body to do that right so is that a good thing or is that a bad thing you'd really have to study it on a clinical level and i don't know if that study's been done yet but i'd be interested to see if, if there's like a program out there who would be willing to do that yet. and canada's a good use case you know i mean the difficult part is you can't like survey people who kill themselves to see did you want to do this because yeah
0: yeah <laughs> give people like an exit interview for, like before they kill themselves
1: I mean, you could do an exit interview. You could do an. I'm not kidding. That's like, I know it's a joke, but like, you could do an exit. Yeah.
0: No, I know. <laughs> but um, to be fair, like now you're talking about suicide. What what I'm curious about is like, obviously, if somebody is, you know, trying to kill themselves by suicide and they, have I don't know, to be, you know, trigger warning, but like, you know, if they slit the rest, so they've taken a load of pills and the ambulance comes to pick them up to take them to hospital would they, what would they do? Would they go, well, this person clearly wants to kill themselves and just let them die? Or would they save them? That's kind of like a weird, like, that's a gray area now, right? If you've got euthanasia laws, like surely if you've got the right to commit suicide, then it's like, what happens there? Because somebody, some people commit suicide or try to commit suicide, like literally because they they don't know what else to do. And it's not even a case of they actually want to kill themselves. A lot of people who have gone through a suicide attempt, they come out of it and they're like, I didn't even want to kill myself. I just didn't know what else to do. So like, what? How do you help those people? Because if, if it's like, well, you just kill yourself, it's fine. We well, nobody cares anymore. I think if you there's went, gonna be no hotlines for people.
1: I think if you went through a program, if you went through the euthanasia program, and it's 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 not like, you call the euthanasia program, somebody comes out to you with a gun the next hour and just boom boom, you're dead. It's not. There's a process to it, right? There's a process to <laughs> it. Yeah. So it takes weeks, maybe months, to reach that decision unless you're terminally ill or something and they, they rush, I'm sure there's some time frame. So you have time frame to do that. And you could say, okay, fine, if somebody needs to go through this program for non-terminally ill cases, they have to go through an allotted amount of therapy and suicide prevention therapy. Fine, I'll agree to that. But if but if somebody kills themselves and the ambulance is coming, help them. Because they didn't go through that program and they knew that program existed if they're trying to kill themselves. So that's probably more a cry for help than it is an attempt at real suicide. So at that point, I don't think the ambulance should be like, oh, well, they, it looks like they tried to kill themselves. Let's arbitrate immediately and let's let them die. I mean, they should do what they do normally, just help people whenever they need see that someone needs help. You know what I mean? So I, I think it, it's not it's hard. It's just hard because, like, everybody wants to be like, oh, you shouldn't kill yourself. No one wants to tell people to kill themselves. It's like, but if they really, really want to should we let them that's really what the question becomes should we let people
0: yeah that's the thing i've always been in two minds about this because like i said i am pro death with dignity i think i i'm as i said many times i am uh, a body autonomy absolutist i believe that your life is yours and you have complete dominion over it but then i'm like but there are people who have mental illnesses who they're struggling, and it's not a case if they want to kill themselves. It is literally their mental illness doing it to them. So I'm like, okay,
1: stop right there.
0: Where where's the line there? Because there, you might have a mental illness, or you might just be really unhappy. But how it's do like, you know it that? It doesn't mean you, just because you're unhappy, it doesn't mean you have a mental illness. That's the thing. You don't. You don't know that. So it's like you can't. There is. It's such a gray area because you're like, how do you know that this person isn't just depressed? Or whether they've made a decision about whether or not their life is worth living to them. There is a difference.
1: Again, for that, I think it's just make people go through a certain, th- like, invent a program. Have some training around, again, with the best psychologists in the world. Create a program that if they want to go through this for that type of condition, they have to go through therapy for at least three months before they're able to, like, commit to that decision. And the psychologist has to sign off for it. That. That'll have problems in itself because then now you're making people arbitrators of people who they can decide can or cannot. Now, like, you have to get permission from this person, which is a problem. But I think if that's the fear, that's really the only thing you can do. Or at the end, but you could also do this, okay. They're forced to go through three months of therapy, and at the end of that therapy, they have the ultimate decision-making power, and if they want to go forward or not. You know what I mean? But again, if somebody wants to kill them, they're going to do it. Like, what's stopping you from buying rope?
0: Well, there's not, again, but that is you taking the knife into your own hands, isn't it? I think that... Well, this is
1: the same thing. Is, again... This is the same thing. This is taking it, you call them or you asked them and you agreed to it. You said yes to that question. You yes said yes. It's an option.
0: But if, I mean, uh, they're not, but at the same time, if they're making your life so it's not worth living, then it's kind of like a mm, chicken or well, egg Again, that's you know? different. Like, who, that's different.
1: If you have, if there's proof... That's the, the health organizations are saying, let's let, make people die to save money. Obviously, that's horrible. But if the, if the health doctors are just bad and there's one bad doctor, I don't know, that's different. We should put resources into giving better people better health care and the treatment they need. But still giving them that decision. If at any point it becomes that we're giving people less treatment because we want them to take that option, that's horrible. But right now, I don't see evidence that that's the case. I think people are just interpreting it that way because healthcare in, in not just Canada but in the world is shit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm just I'm just taking that in. But it's yeah. Plus at a certain, really a, a certain <laughs> a, at a certain
1: point, let's say somebody's like I want to be signed up like they 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 have all these horrible conditions and maybe it is it's not treatable yet, but the government's like, maybe this can be treatable. Should the government spend a billion dollars investing in to figure out how that treatment plan works when they have limited resources, right? Because you got to pick your battles at the end. of the day. This is shitty to say, but like, let's say you could spend a billion dollars to save 20 people or you could spend a billion dollars to save a million people. Which one do you do? You'd probably do a yeah, million. I mean, does that mean you killed 20 people or with, does that mean what, you made a tough decision?
0: But that's already something that exists because, see, they don't they don't put a lot of funding into disorders and diseases that are only affecting a small amount of people, and that's why you get a lot of charities pop up, where you know somebody's died of a certain condition, and then their family has made a charity to try to fund that condition. But if it's to like a fund very research on that condition, it's
1: very, if it's a very specific condition, you're you're not gonna get the investment you think you would, because and especially in America, when it's all about profit. These companies are gonna be like, why would I save that little people when I could spend all those resources trying to save this group of consumers, so to speak? Which is horrible, but that's how they think. And it, even if there wasn't insurance companies, it'd be like the government, like, I have limited resources. I have limited people who can in who know have this knowledge to even fix these issues. Do I invest those resources in those twenty people or the million people? And when those twenty people say, "Oh, the government's not giving me the treatment that I need," Well, the government maybe the government had to make a hard decision and this is putting all the benefit in the government right i'm sure that's not always the case sometimes the governments, most times probably they're just shitty but in those scenarios that do exist what then right is that the government forcing you into that decision or is that the government making tough decisions like anybody else would you know what i mean
0: yeah I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Because there's also
1: share. a nurse shortage, right? There's a nurse shortage. There's not enough nurses in the world because a lot of people don't want to be nurses anymore because it's a demanding job. Fine. Let's say you, there's like 100 people who need nurses. Only there's 80 nurses. 20 people are not going to get nurses. And the go, who, who do we decide doesn't get the nurses? And then when somebody's like, I didn't get a nurse, they're trying to maybe heal themselves. It's like, well, we only had 80 nurses to begin with. It's not. And th- all that's saying is, i don't think it's nefarious i think the unintentional outcome is bad but i don't think it's nefarious and i think that matters
0: thing is i that does obviously matter it does matter if they're doing nefariously or not but i think there's a difference between doing something nefariously and doing something stupidly like you just you just don't care about the humans that you're dealing with that's that's my issue that's that's the problem here that they don't seem to be caring about people and like i said i know this isn't necessarily the case but to me i'm always one that's like i don't want to give the government an option that they can abuse at a later date that is why i'm always like "Mm -mm," about all these things like oh you want to put a camera in my house Fuck no oh you want to give me a self-driving car that i can't control Fuck no, like I don't want to give that level of autonomy, of my autonomy and power, to the government because I don't fundamentally trust the government. I don't think the government cares about our interests at all, and I know that makes me a cynic or a, a skeptic or whatever, or you know, an anarchist or whatever fucking nonsense you want to call me. But I fundamentally do not trust governments. I think they they are only interested in their own power and helping their crony mates get what they want. And we are just fodder. We're just, you know, we're just turfs, turfs, <laughs> Not turfs, SURFs. You know, we are just, we're just numbers to them. And I don't want to give them the option to decide how valuable my life is. Like, there should no, there should not be that option, I believe. That's, that's my real problem with this. I don't think they should have an option or any sort of loophole here to, treat me like a number and just extinguish me if they want to. And I know that's always going to be the case. I know that they could just turn around tomorrow, put me in a van and kill me. Like, I know that could happen. But I don't want to give away my power to them and make this a, you know, a a law that they're allowed to do this. Like, because you see with the Patriot Act, like how they're, you know, but misusing the, that. It's But this is you, the opposite. You let them chip away at your, your autonomy yeah, but they, they're presenting it like that. But is it really like that? If what, if what these people are saying is actually the case, is it, is it really helping us or is it helping them?
1: Uh, you'd have to study it, is what I'm saying. Because you could always go based off anecdotes. There's anecdotes in favor of it, there's anecdotes against it. There's a lot of people out there who use this program probably and said it helped them. Like, we can't know because they're dead, right? That's the horrible part about it. But like, I don't see how this is the government getting rid of autonomy, they're giving you autonomy. They're giving you the option. And as long as you always have the ability to say no, I think it's fine. The problem really becomes is when the government decides I'm going to give you worse treatment to f- force you or like push you towards that euthanasia decision, right? When they, when they try to coerce your decision, I think it becomes a problem. But right now, I don't see any evidence of that. You know what I mean? But I think we're going back and forth at this now. We're kind of repeating yeah
0: we we are kind of going back and forth so i think probably want to bring this to a close now so what what are our final thoughts here
1: i i, I think you're right to exercise caution if the government is trying to do this but i don't think it's fair to immediately say they're evil i think we need to take a step back and like have some really smart people study it see what the suicide rates were before this program after this program did they go up did they go down how did they go up what are the factors that could have influenced it do a robust study that like really analyzes the issue and then always have somebody checking to make sure that the government's still providing adequate care and not using this as a clutch right those two things need to exist cuz you're right to not trust the government but i don't think the solution is to just get rid of this like option because people are gonna, like they're going to do that anyway if you want to kill yourself you're gonna find a way to kill yourself you know what i mean
0: yeah i i agree with that i think my main thing is i don't think that the government should be the ones to um control this this thing i think it should be like an independent body who 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 doesn't really have like a vested interest in like whether or not the government you know whether whether or not people are doing this but where do they I get think their that funding? has to be like
1: well where do they get their funding then
0: I don't know, but, like, there's, there but that's are what and, there's the other of types theory. of checks and balances. Yeah, no, but there are other types of checks and balances. Like, there is the reason that we have, you know, a Supreme Court, and there is a reason that we have, like, X body and this thing and that thing. It's to make sure no one body has the full power to do anything. Like, you have to have checks and balances within in the law. So I think, you know, uh, another independent body should have some sort of, Wouldn't that just be funded like... by
1: the government? Again, it's the same thing. It's funded by the government. Well,
0: again... Not necessarily not necessarily or if it has like uh oh well you have to give us x amount of funding every year and you can't change that then they're still somewhat independent because they're not they're not their actions don't dictate how much money they're getting it's already in law that they have to have x amount of funding or x amount of gdp every year so they can't they they can't control them through through aspect of money like i think it, it well, just it needs Because they get to That's decide every year
1: what that amount is You know they could increase. Well, not really.
0: Not if it's like legally, it has to be X amount of GDP. That's that's a set number, isn't it? That's a percentage of GDP.
1: That's that's. But then you're based off the economy. If you do better, you you get more money. Then they're incentivized in other directions. Well, yeah,
0: but that's that's true of everyone. Like that's that's true of everyone. Like there's loads of things. Like there's um international like uh like aid programs that are X percent of GDP. Like that's that's already a thing that exists.
1: It could work. I mean, we could try it. Like, that's something worth trying. But what that percent (laughs) is, I don't know.
0: I love how we're talking, like, we're the ones making the decisions. We'll try that. I don't know. We'll try it.
1: I mean, people have to have (laughs) ideas, right? That's how they start. Somebody has to have the idea before it becomes something.
0: I just think it's something that the government should not be metering out. It should not be... They shouldn't have anything to do with it. It's between me and my doctor, man.
1: (laughs) But the government is the one who provides healthcare. You've seen America where it doesn't, and that's worse. It's like... It, it, it's just difficult but I just
0: feel like Switzerland has had Death with Dignity For literally decades And there's never been These p- kinds of problems As far as I can tell But then as soon as It kind of lands in Canada
1: Well Canada has millions Of more people It seems like They're kind of
0: Abusing it
1: Are they? Cause if yeah you but look, it, does, it doesn't matter 10,000 in Canada Is not 10,000 in Sweden it's, You have to look At percentage of population Whatever Switzerland You have to look At percentage of population Is it equivalent? Is it non-equivalent? Right? Because 10,000 in Canada There's how many millions Of people in Canada? I mean let's see
0: so, so basically, because you have a big population, it's all right if we just kill some people, it's fine. No, nope. we're not going to miss them.
1: It's not that. If you have a big population, more people are going to exercise that program versus a smaller population, right? When it becomes a problem is if it's like, okay, in Switzerland, 0.001% are doing it, but in Canada, it's 3%. That's a huge discrepancy. That, that's a problem. But if in Canada it's 0.001 and in Switzerland it's 0.001, but because Switzerland has like 8.7 million people and Canada has 38 million people, Canada has three times as many people doing it. Well, obviously that's going to be the case. There's more people there. That's just how statistics work. Like I, you know what I mean? So you, you got again, you have to study it properly. You can't just because in America there's 300 million people, right? We're gonna have more deaths because of car accidents than Canada that has 40 million people. You have to look at it based on percentage of population. Okay, in America, 40,000 people died. In Canada, 20,000 people died. What's the percent of the population? Y- you know what I mean? It's more difficult.
0: But I'd be interested to know what percent of the population in Switzerland think they're being coerced.
1: Uh, you have to do a study, and it's hard because they're already dead, right? Like, you can't. Unless you do an exit interview, like you said, which I think is not a bad idea.
0: No. I mean, I feel like they probably do that anyway to some degree. <laughs> like, not an exit interview.
1: I wouldn't call it that, but like something no, something else something that <laughs> it's funny
0: though like your exit interview bye <laughs> this is so dark like this is such a dark topic honestly no, but me.
1: it matters it matters it's important it does matter people. yeah
0: yeah my closing remarks are if somebody's trying to coerce you into committing suicide because they won't help you live your life tell them to fuck off
1: it's easier said than done we've, we've <laughs> never had those done. conditions
0: <laughs> hire me i'll come and tell them to fuck off
1: yeah <laughs> but anyway
0: I'll be like no I'll be like one of those those people that are like J-Lo's bodyguards where nobody even looks at her and they're like no that's me (laughs) but anyway thanks so much for listening guys we hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time bye bye